The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph University Softball. Today's game is being brought to you by the Mount St. Joseph University, the Roar Store, Dayton Children's Hospital, UltimateSportsTalk.com, and YouTube. And also by the Wishbone Tavern in Cincinnati. time for Mount St. Joseph University Softball. Good afternoon everyone and welcome to the Mount St. Joseph Softball Complex here on River Road in Cincinnati. I'm Dave Mitchell and alongside as always Chris Morris and today we've got doubleheader action for you here on UltimateSportsTalk.com as the Mount St. Joseph Lions will be opening up their conference season here in the Heartland against the Franklin Grizzlies. The Grizz come in with a record of 15-5 and overall. This is also going to be their opener in the Heartland Conference. Meanwhile, the Lions head into this ballgame with an 11-7 and record, and here at home, they are 3-1 and on the year. Lions opening up this doubleheader here today, Chris, and they played at Denison earlier this week, had ended up with a split against Denison, which was Somewhat disappointing for this team. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, obviously, won game one, dropped game two. That loss in game two did break a 15-game home winning streak for the Lions, but no time to feel sorry for yourself. you got to bounce back today on a Sunday afternoon and open up big-time HCAC play. This one's going to be a good one here this afternoon. The Lions need a victory. Actually, they need two of them here today, Chris, because the Transylvania Pioneers, <laughs> fresh off their basketball national championship, are trying to get back and host the playoffs again, and they're opening up this afternoon with Anderson. Yeah, this is a big one. The Lions were projected number two preseason. Franklin came in preseason number four. So opening weekend of conference plays, two juggernauts going at it. So the Lions getting set to take on the Franklin Grizz. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. When we come back, we'll talk more about this game, have the batting order for you, and we'll do all that when we come back after this. Teaching is my calling. So when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's. Experts you trust. Caring for the children you love. Chris here this afternoon. This is not the only game on the schedule around the Heartland Conference. There is a lot of other games we talked about 
uh, Transylvania opening up this afternoon at home against Anderson. Yeah, Transy's got Anderson at home. Uh, had a score. Uh, they were up one to nothing in the bottom of the first. They now are up six to nothing in the top of the fourth. So you would expect the Pioneers to get two against Anderson and uh, start the conference playoff two and zero. Actually, the only other conference game that's going on this afternoon is going to be Manchester at Hanover, and that game should have started about forty-five minutes ago. Yeah, I'm looking at the live stats for Hanover. I don't show a score yet. They may have pushed it to a two clock start just as we did due to the wind and the rain that we received over the last 48 hours. Bluffton is playing at Kalamazoo. Uh, that is a doubleheader, but it's a non-conference doubleheader. And Rose Holland, they got beat yesterday in a doubleheader sweep. They are playing at Spalding today in Louisville. Yeah, you mentioned Rose Holman. Defiance did beat Rose twice yesterday. They are 2-0 to start conference play. And as you mentioned, a couple games around the league this afternoon. And then as we move forward into conference play, it'll be a busy stretch over the next month and a half to figure out who hosts this regular season championship and into the tournament. That's funny when you look at the schedule coming into this afternoon's ball, or the standings, I should say. Defiance is right now on top of it at 2-0, and as you said. They beat Rose Holman yesterday in two games. But everybody else hasn't played a conference game as of yet. Yeah, right now everybody's up for grabs, and uh, Transylvania was picked number one. And, uh, you know, the Lions have to keep that chip on their shoulder. They're back-to-back HCAC champions. They brought back 95% of this team, and the coaches still voted them number two. And you got a chance today on a Sunday afternoon to make a point against a really good Franklin team at 15-5. and five. Yesterday, the baseball team had a conference game yesterday at Rose Holman. They lost that one 8-5, to five, and right now they are playing the first game of a doubleheader at Rose. Bryce McGee has been replaced on the mound by Caulfield, but the Lions still in the bottom of the eighth are leading with one out, 8-5 to five in the bottom of the eighth in that first game of the double dip. If you're the Lions, you would love to get game one of two today, and if you can find a way to win a series, you already beat Hanover last weekend in a series, two out of three, if you can come and get Rose, who has finished, uh, obviously, preseason one or two in the league, those would be a big moving forward for the baseball team. In this first game, Schaff, Ryan Murray, and Mason have all hit home runs, single shots for the Lions in the game to prime that 8-5 to five lead. When we come back, we'll have the batting order and the defensive alignment here this afternoon. We'll premiere the pitchers for today. We'll do all that when we come back after this. When I needed to renew my teaching license, Mount St. Joseph University offered the only program in Ohio that allowed me to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree fully online. The Mount helped me climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. Across divisions, sports, championships, and schools for nearly half a million student athletes. College sports create lifelong opportunity, and that starts with education. We've raised the academic bar, so more are earning degrees, creating healthier campuses by working with the nation's brightest minds, and making sure more have the chance to succeed and are supported on their journey. But beyond the numbers, it's about opportunity, and we're working to provide it for every student-athlete. At Mount St. Joseph University, our mission is to provide students with an affordable, world-class education in a safe, comfortable, private school setting. Nearly 100% of our incoming undergraduate students receive scholarships, grants, or financial aid. And with small class sizes and a 98% undergraduate career placement rate, the Mount leads the way in educational value and student success. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu admissions. 
Well, the wind blowing out towards center field here this afternoon, but this one is going to get underway on time. Bright, sunshiny skies. We're at about 48 degrees here today. Good to have you along this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Let's check out the batting order. First of all, for the visiting Franklin Grizzlies, who are 15-5 and overall. This is also their first game in the Heartland Conference. They are starting out in the... Center field position, leadoff batter number seven, Sidney Rodiger. Rodiger, a senior, hitting 343. It'll be Ariana Wagner. Wagner in right field, hitting 386, the sophomore, not only with a 386 batting average, but four homers and 18 RBIs. Sydney Bostic will be behind the plate. She's hitting 355, the senior. In the cleanup position is Genesis Munoz. Munoz at first base, hitting 333. The sophomore has one homer, 15 RBIs. Another sophomore, number 12, Molly Wallace, will bat fifth. She's the second baseman, batting 315. It'll be Annie Klemper in left field, hitting 358, a junior. Batting seventh is Kaylee Stewart. She's the DP this afternoon, hitting 355, a freshman. Raven McLaren is a sophomore, the third baseman, hitting 225. And Shelby Crockett is at shortstop, batting 207, the junior, number 13. So it's Rodiger, Wagner, and Bostic. Then the middle three, Munoz, Wallace, and Klemper along with Stuart McLaren and Crockett, the bottom three in the order for head coach Andy Bain here this afternoon. And they will be facing off in the first game here today against Casey Kemp. Kemp won the first game against Denison earlier this week, 5-3 and three record. She is making her 10th start of the year and a 1.47 ERA. Kemp into the line, first pitch of the ball game, taken over the inside corner for a called strike. And we're underway, 48 degrees under sunshine here today, Chris. Yeah, it's going to be a big atmosphere today. Both dugouts are excited. Opening play of conference play, number two versus number four in preseason. Kemp peers in for the sign, and the 0-1 check swing. And she held up in time, took it upstairs for a ball. Kemp, 52 and a third innings. Now they're going to check down at first base, and they say she did hold up in time. Kemp, 52 and a third innings, has given up 39 hits, 14 runs, 11 of them earned. Struck out 42 and walked 12. That's almost a three and a half to one ratio. Pitch to the plate, in tight. Again, two and one. Nice pitch right there by Kemp on the inside corner. Does not get the call. It makes it 2-1 count for the leadoff hitter. Kemp, again, the right-hander, peering in for the sign. And the pitch to the plate right down Broadway, two and two. Rodiger, the leadoff hitter for Franklin. 343 batting average, 23 hits on the year. Right-handed hitter. Wagner on deck is their leading hitter, not only in batting average, but in home runs and RBIs. Two and two the count to the leadoff hitter here in the top of the first of two. And the pitch called strike three, got it over the outside corner. Fantastic pitch, Casey Kemp on the outside corner. Gets the leadoff hitter looking, and it's K number one and out number one for the Lions. Going into the bottom of the eighth in game one of the doubleheader at Rose. The Mount leading that one eight to five in the bottom of the eighth. And in pitching for the Lions is still Ryan Caulfield. One away here in the inning. It brings up Ariana Wagner. Wagner, right-handed batter, takes that pitch in tight for a ball. 1-0 the count. Dave, you mentioned Wagner. Four home runs, 18 RBIs, leads Franklin in both categories. Have to be careful with this two-hole hitter for the Grizz. Wind blowing out towards left field. 
pitch upstairs. Count now 2-0. and oh. Rodiger went down looking, one away here in the inning. Fincham again fidgety down at third base. She walks into the mound and then walks back to third, playing just a step in front of the bag. Outfield medium depth straight away. That pitch upstairs, and it's now 3-0 and oh to Wagner. Looks like Kemp trying to be a little careful around this sophomore. Big gap out in right center field. Into the wind and the 3-0 pitch strike at the knees. Good for Kemp to come back. 3-1 count. Wagner's going to be looking for her pitch here. Four home runs on the year. Five doubles and a triple. 22 hits. Partly cloudy skies here today. It's supposed to get sunnier. That pitch is grounded to second base. Backhanded by Stevenson. Picks it up with the gloves. Throw it first in time. Boy, just got it on a bang-bang play at first. Way to hang Kelsey Stevenson. It was a backhand that bobbled just for a second. She understood who was at the plate with Wagner. Not an excessive speed. Gathered herself. Fired it over to Gabbard for out number two and a big one for Casey Kemp. Brings up Sidney Bostic. The catcher hitting 355, a senior right-handed batter. Bostic from Aurora, Indiana, Rising Sun High School. See a lot of players from Rising Sun. That pitch, check swing, fouled over the first base dugout. Lions in the third base dugout here at home. Franklin in the first base dugout. Lions in their Yankee uniforms today. All white with pinstripes. First time all year they've been able to pull out the all white jerseys for opening play of conference play. Franklin in their dark blue uniforms. They're all blue with the gold trim. That one grounded underneath the glove of Fincham to her left and into left field for the first base hit of the ballgame. Bostic put a nice barrel to the bat right there for her 23rd hit of the afternoon. Gives Gabbard a little high five. Those two played travel ball together. So good to see those two and also the starting pitcher for Franklin. Pitts played with Gabbard on a travel team as well. Bad news and Rose. The fighting engineers came back and tied it up in the bottom of the eighth. It's now 8-8 going into the top of the ninth. For game one of that doubleheader started at noon. Two down here in the inning. Pitch to the plate. High and outside for a ball. Bostic at first. She is one for one on stolen bases this year. Munoz at the plate with a 333 batting average. One home run, 15 RBIs, and 20 hits on the year. 1-0 the count. Runner at first. Pitch swung on and foul tipped into the glove of Ivers. Defensively for the Lions with the count 1-1. One and one. It is Lang out in left. McDonald in center. Kennedy in right. Fincham is at third. Cornelius at short. Stevenson at second. Gabbard at first. Ivers behind the plate. Kemp trying to get through this first inning unscathed. And the pitch swung on the line right back through the box, through the glove of Kemp into center field for another base hit. Back-to-back singles, one through the left side, and this one was a shot up the middle. Kemp tried to put her glove up, but unable to do so on the line drive out to center field. And Munoz is at first, Bostic at second. Two outs here in the top of the first as B. Ivers calls time. Going to go have a chat with the junior pitcher, Casey Kemp. The hitter will be Wallace. She goes down and talks to Coach Angie Bain. Bain gives her a fist pump, and the Grizzlies are looking to take an early lead here in the top half of the first. Well, I would think that Kemp just had to kind of get her wits about her because that one was lined right back at her left ear. Marita Van Dyke is the coach down at first base for Franklin. 
Two down, two runners on. Pitch, strike, hit the outside corner. Kemp with a lot of velocity on that pitch right there. Wallace, a 3.15 batting average. Second baseman, right-handed batter. Franklin so far has been all right-handed against the righty Casey Kemp. End of the line, Kemp delivers the 0-1 pitch. That's swung on and missed, changed speeds on her. And the count now 0-2. Kemp way ahead, 0-2. Nothing over the plate here. Two runners on for Franklin after back-to-back singles with two outs. Kemp trying to work out of a jam early on. 0-2 the count, two down, two runners on here in the first. Wind has died down here at the complex, and the pitch swung on and fouled back and out of play. I like that pitch, Chris. Normally when the Lion pitchers are ahead 0-2, they throw a waste pitch high and outside, and Kemp went right over that outside corner about belt high. Made Wallace fight one off, still 0-2 count. Wallace gets back into the box. 0-2 the count. Into the wind, Kemp. With two runners on, first and second pitch, swung on fly ball, left field, that's deep. Going back is Lang, and it's going to go just foul by a few feet, hit up against the fence. If you're Lions fans, you can take a deep breath. That shot was deep to left field, off the fence. It did go just a few feet foul as Lang had a beat on it, but that's an 0-2 pitch left over the plate by Kemp and got lucky with that one. She didn't have the distance for a home run as it hit about halfway up the fence, but it was still about two or three feet foul. 0-2 0-2 the count to Wallace. Southmore steps in, the pitch, swung on and grounded past the mound. Stevenson picks it up, flips it to second in time to get the runner, and the fielder's choice will end the inning here in the top half of the first. There's a couple of hits for Franklin, but they get nothing across. We've played a half, it's Franklin nothing, and the mount coming to bat. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Let's check out the batting order for the Mount St. Joseph Lions and this opener of the Heartland Conference schedule, 11 and 7 on the year, 3 and 1 here at home. Allie Lang will lead it off. She is batting 211 in left field. Kelsey Stevenson, three homers, 12 RBIs, a 321 batting average. The second baseman batting second. Macy Cornelius is at short, hitting 311, batting third. Then comes Courtney Keller with seven home runs, 15 RBIs, the DP. She's batting three, or 294, excuse me. Casey Kemp will be the pitcher hitting 333. Three on the year. Kemp is batting fifth. Then comes Maddie Kennedy with three homers, seven RBIs also in right field. Kennedy leads the team in hitting at 408. B. Ivers, three homers, 10 RBIs, a 364 batting average behind the plate. Then comes Casey Fincham, the third baseman. She's hitting 375. And Emily McDonald rounds out the order in center field, hitting 262. So it's Lang, Stevenson, and Cornelius. Keller, Kemp, and Kennedy, Ivers, Fincham, and McDonald are the bottom three for Beth Goderwiss's 11-7 Mount St. Joseph Lions. They are facing off here this afternoon against left-hander Sidney Pitts. Pitts 
five and three on the year, a 206 ERA. This will be her tenth start of the year in 64 and two thirds innings. She's given up 71 hits, 22 runs, 19 of them earned, 20 strikeouts, 10 walks on the year. Stepping in, Allie Lang bumps it to third, coming in, throwing to first in time to get Lang is McLaren, throws it across from third, and there's one away. Nice job by McLaren. We're going to challenge her all day, fielding those bunts. Lang bunts it down the third base side. McLaren comes up cleanly, fires it to Munoz for the first out. And now Beth Goddard is coming down and talking with the home plate umpire today. That's Gregory Jarrock. He's the crew chief behind home plate. And Rob Nichols on the bases for game number one. Beth having her say with home plate umpire. Not sure what that's about. And now Drock will walk over to the first base dugout and have a talk with Angie Bain of Franklin. One down here in the inning. Drock has had his say. Stevenson, right-handed batter now. We'll step in. Did you see Bostick's eye black that she's got? It completely looks like Batman all the way around both eyes. She had the mask <laughs> off going out to talk to Pitts. Spent some time on that this morning on the bus ride over from Franklin. Well, what else do you have to do? <laughs> and the one-out pitch swung on and grounded foul wide of third base. Talk about one of the hottest hitters here for the Lions. It's number 22, Kelsey Stevenson, a 321 average. 18 hits, 3 home runs, and 12 RBIs. Made two fantastic defensive plays in the top half of the first. Oh, and won the count to Stevenson. Right-handed batter, sophomore, 321 batting average. Pitch from the lefty to the righty. Hit the outside corner. And Pitts is ahead in the count. 0-2. That's a nice pitch by Pitts on the outside corner. She's going to keep it low in the zone this afternoon. See a lot of ground balls. Wind kind of swirling here at the complex. Pitts, the lefty, stares in. Now delivers the 0-2 outside and low for a ball, 1-2. and two. Defensively for Franklin, Klemper is in left, Rodiger in center, Wagner at right. McLaren will be at third. It's Crockett at short, Wallace at second, Munoz at first. Bostic, we've talked about her already behind the plate, and Pitts delivers the 1-2, swung on and missed. Nice change of speed there by Pitts, and there's two away. You're exactly right, Dave. That's a fantastic pitch. That will be Pitts' first strikeout against these Lions in two seasons. She gets Stevenson swinging. Now to bring up Macy Cornelius. Cornelius has got a home run this year. The shortstop batting 3-11, right-handed batter. Another sophomore. These two teams are laden with sophomores and freshmen. Two-out pitch. Cornelius took it for a strike. Boy, Pitts is really painting that outside corner right now. Pitching pretty well. Already two quick outs with Lang on the ground out, or the bunt attempt, and then the strikeout on Stevenson. Now she faces Cornelius. Pitts peers in. Pitch missed the outside corner that time. Went a little bit outside, just a little bit more. They're heading to the bottom of the ninth. There's two down in the bottom of the ninth. Over in Rose, we're still knotted up at eight apiece. Might be a little free baseball on game one of Sunday at Rose. One and one the count. They moved that from a Friday-Saturday to a Saturday-Sunday. That pitch is bunted behind home plate, grabbed by Pitts. It'll stay foul. Cornelius will come back. Like I said, they moved that from a Friday-Saturday to a Saturday-Sunday because of all the weather that was going through southern Indiana. There was no way they were going to be able to play that game. Macy Cornelius' hometown of Whiteland, Indiana, actually got hit by a tornado and just oh. devastating pictures. So she's playing with a heavy heart this afternoon for her community. 
One and two, the count to Cornelius. The pitch swung on, grounded to second. Moving to her left as Wallace flips it the first in time for the third out of the inning. Lions go one, two, three here in the bottom of the first inning. We've played one, and there's no score. Action. Using gay to mean dumb or stupid, not cool. Not in my house, not anywhere. Words have consequences, you know, so we, we're accountable for the things that we say, and, and words have meaning. And so we have to be careful with the things that we say and be sensitive to others, and so hopefully we can get that across. For someone like Grant Hill to say, and I believe it's wrong, um, and I want you to stop doing it, um, I think is very powerful. It's not creative, it's offensive to gay people, and you're better than that. When it comes to uh, you know, homophobic in, in the sports world, it's come a long way, and I think that people are realizing that you have to respect one another. You have to respect people's values and what they are because we're not here to judge, and I think it's, it's critical to start the standard for people that are in kindergarten, first, second grade, and it starts with the NBA because uh, a lot of these people, you look up to the stars, these role models, and kids want to be you, and if they see how you're acting towards this, um, it definitely will sway a lot of people. Well, while we've got a moment, Chris, I want to congratulate the uh, Transylvania Pioneers women's basketball team. They won the Division Three National Championship yesterday over Christopher Newport. Big win for them, 57-52. Yeah, good for the conference, and congratulations to them. 33-0 and on the year. Uh, only lost one game in the last two seasons. I was reading an article, so congratulations. Annie Klumper will lead it off. That pitch is lined past Casey Finchin into left field again for a base hit. Plumper gets her 20th hit of the year. She goes on through the left side, through the shortstop, and the third baseman, Fincham. And Franklin's got a runner on. I would look for a little small ball right here if I was Franklin. Now let's see what they decide to do here. Angie Bain in her third year as head coach of this team. Nine sacrifice hits so far this year. Nobody down. Runner at first base is Clumper. Kemp trying to battle through. Pitch swung on and missed. Was she really uncorked a nice pitch there about belt high. 0-1. Stewart took a big cut right there. No signs of showing the bunt attempt. Clumper one for one on stolen bases so far this year. McLaren is on deck. Peering in Kemp. The 0-1 pitch swung on. Fouled out of play right beside us. Up against the screen, and the count now goes 0-2. Kemp way ahead right here. She's going to face the bottom part of this lineup. As you mentioned, Stewart, then McLaren, then Crockett. Stewart, the DP, hitting 355 right-handed batter. 0-2 the count, nobody down. Outfield straight away, medium depth. Clemper at first pitch. Swung on and missed, tied her up inside. Nice pitch by Casey Kemp and a big timeout. Second strike out of the afternoon. And first out here in the top of the second. Put it right in on her fist, Chris. And she got all tied up, couldn't catch up to it. One away brings up McLaren, who's hitting 225, the third baseman. Right-handed batter stands even with the plate again. Outfield, medium depth. In a couple steps at third is Fincham. Klemper at first. She squares the bunt, bunts it foul on the third base side. Oh, and won the count. McLaren attempted that punt. She does have two sacrifices this year. Comes in with two doubles and three RBIs. It's interesting. You don't bunt with nobody out, but with one out to the number eight hitter with number nine on deck hitting just 207, you've tried to put the runner in scoring position this way. Oh, and won the count. And the pitch swung on foul straight back against the screen. 
And McLaren is down in the count now, 0-2. Back-to-back hitters after giving up the leadoff single 0-2 counts for Casey Kemp. See if she can get McLaren right here. Two strikeouts in the afternoon so far early on in this ballgame, the game number one. One away. Stewart just struck out. Runner at first base is Klemper after a base hit to left. The 0-2 pitch outside. One and two the count. They're in the 10th inning. Two down, top of the 10th. Tied up at eight over in rows between the mount and the engineers. One and two the count. Kemp peers in. And the pitch high and outside. Count now evens two and two. Give credit to McLaren. Kemp tries to go over the outside corner back-to-back pitches, and she does not bite 2-2 count now with one out. Crockett, the shortstop, on deck. Bottom of the order. Klemper at first base. Not and the pitch just inside for a ball. And now the count goes full, three and two. Kemp's going to have to make a pitch right here. Full count, don't want to put two on. You are up 0-2. If you're three and white, make a big-time pitch right here against McLaren. Three and two the count. One down, Klemper at first. We're in the top of the second. Pitch up there, it's hit, grounded to short. Cornelius will step on second, throw to first, in time for the double play. Room service, ground out to Cornelius, who just took it to her left, stepped on the bag, flipped the first for the completion of the double play. We played an inning and a half, and there's no score. Uh, hello, uh, yes. can I ask a few questions about the apartment on Park Street? What was your name? My name, uh, my name is Juan Hernandez. Been rented. Oh, he's gone. Hello, my name is Sanjay Kumar. I am calling about the apartment on Park Street. It's not available. Not available? Hello, my name is Tyrone Washington. I'm calling about the apartment on Park Street. Just been rented. Hello, I am Chen Ling. My name is Khalid Bin Ali. I'm Tuan Vo. Hello, my name is Moshe Goldberg. I use a wheelchair. It's gone. Not available. All right. Thank you. Yes, hello, my name is Graham Wellington. I'm calling about the apartment for rent on Park Street. Is that still available? Yes, it is. What oh, is? Yes. Really? Housing discrimination is illegal. If you think you've been a victim because of your race, color, national origin, sex, religion, disability, or family status, call us. Fair housing. It's not an option. It's the law. Well, the current front runner for freshman of the year... Courtney Keller. I don't think there's anybody even close to Courtney right now. Seven homers, 15 RBIs, 294 batting average, five wins on the mound. Keller steps in, right-handed batter against Pitts, who retired the side 1-2-3 in the first. And that pitch, low and outside for a ball, 1-0. Keller has hit a home run in four of the last five ball games for the Lions. And she steps in against Pitts. She is quickly becoming one of those players that Opposing coaches will not want to let her beat you. The 1-0. That pitch swung on the ground. Inside the bag and down the left field line for a base hit. Rounding first is Keller. She's going to motor into second base standing with a double. You're going to pitch to her. She's going to do what she does. That's hit number 16 on the year. That's going to be her fourth double as she rolls in standing up. A shot down the left field line, down into the corner, and Keller leads it off for a double for the Lions. Pinch runner coming, Dave. As Coach Godowitz is going to come in, and it looks like it's going to be Alyssa Whitmere coming in to run. The senior will run for the freshman, Courtney Keller, as she continues to stay hot at the plate. 
So Keller here in the second inning. Whitmer was heading towards first. Whitmer's been down in the bullpen. So she had to run back in from the bullpen and get her helmet on and gives a high five to Keller. But she was heading towards first, <laughs> had to quickly reverse her field and head towards second. So she is at second base now, running for Keller, and it brings up Casey Kemp. We talked about Casey a couple of days ago, Chris. The coaching staff would not really ideally want Kemp to hit, but she's been hitting the ball so hard and so often here lately they can't keep her out of the lineup. Yeah, she's hitting 333. She continues to find ways on. It's interesting to see what they do right here with her as she steps on with a Alyssa Whitmere at second. She squares the bunt and offered at it for a strike. Oh, and won the count, and Whitmer goes back to second base as Bostic popped out from behind the plate, ready to throw it down to second. Alyssa's got to be careful getting off too far. Rodiger from center was coming in. Bostic, she's a veteran catcher in this league. She will throw down behind you. Remember, we saw that a couple of years ago with Brooke Otto. Bostic is tough field. behind the plate for Franklin. The 0-1 pitch squares again, bunts it out in front of the plate. Great bunt. Bostic has it, throws the first in time, but the sacrifice by Kemp is complete, and Whitmer goes to third. Casey Kemp helps herself out, puts down a fantastic bunt. Bostic came flying out behind the plate and made a nice play herself. Alyssa moves up to third with one out in the inning, and that brings up Maddie Kennedy. Kennedy, the Lions' leading hitter, 408 on the year. Kennedy, another sophomore, right fielder. She really got hot down in Florida and kept it going as the team came north. One down, runner in scoring position, and Franklin will play in on the infield. That pitch, they're going to bunt it, and it goes foul as Bostic picked it up in the left-hand batter's box. Interesting move right there. You've got your best hitter on the team, a 408 with 20 hits, uh, and you're going to challenge uh, Munoz. And McLaren at first and third to make some plays. You're also going to keep Bostic on her toes behind the plate as Kennedy tried to lay down a bunt right there with Alyssa Whitmere at third. Kind of gives you an idea that Beth Goddard thinks this might be a very close, maybe one-run ball game. A run could be very important. 0-1 the count. Square again. Kennedy bunts it out in front of the plate and went off of the catcher's chest protector and it's foul ball 0-2. Beth is confused Dave she's looking at Maddie with her hands up She, I don't think she's actually giving her the sign so Kennedy down in the count 0-2 I wouldn't think she'd be bunting here but you're right I did see that the Beth looked confused 0-2 the count 1 down runner at 3rd that pitch high that's a nice 0-2 pitch though on the outside corner is Kennedy's going to have to battle right here, and you're just looking for a productive out. A ball to the right side. There's a huge gap in left center, also right center. A sacrifice fly. Any way to get that runner from third if you're Kennedy right here for the Lions. One and two the count. And Pitts is pitched, swung on and grounded to third. Bostic has it right even with the bag. Throw across in time to get Kennedy, and Whitmer had to scamper back to third to make sure that she didn't get tagged out. There's two down. Yeah, ground ball to McLaren at third. As you mentioned, Alyssa had to just kind of hold right there as they're close enough to hold hands. McLaren goes across, gets the second out, and Alyssa stands at third with two outs. Brings up B. Ivers. Three homers, 10 RBIs, 364 batting average. Hit one over the scoreboard earlier this week in right center field for a home run, her third of the year. Two down in the inning, and the infield will play deep now with a runner at third. And that pitch down low, nice stop by Bostic. 
One and oh the count. Bostic, fantastic behind the plate right there. Rose Holman just one in the bottom of the tenth. Ten to eight over the Lions. On a two run home run. Looked like by bus boom. Hit the home run. So the Lions had an eight to one lead and lose it ten to eight. That pitch down low. And the count now two and oh. Tough loss for the baseball team. They gotta bounce back though if gotta get game three. As they lost yesterday afternoon, dropped this one in extra innings. Got to find a way to dig deep for game three this afternoon. 2-0 and oh the count to Ivers. Fincham is on deck. Whitmer at third pitch, swung on fly ball. Into right center field. It is going oh, again. Scoreboard, Dave. She does it again. A two-run shot on a 2-0 count. The senior, Elizabeth Ivers, steps up in a moment. And another ball over the scoreboard for Elizabeth Ivers, and what a bomb. That was a line drive shot that went cleared the scoreboard out in right center field, and it's 2-0 Mount. Wow, what a shot by Ivers. That'll give her her fourth home run of the year. That already surpasses what she did her junior year. She is off to a fantastic start. The senior behind the plate for the Lions puts us up 2 to nothing on a complete bomb over the scoreboard in right field. Four ribbies. Now she's got 12 RBIs on the year. And those 12 RBIs will put her right there with Kelsey Stevenson for second on the team in driving home runs. And it brings up Casey Fincham with two down, bases empty. And that pitch is striking the knees to the third baseman. So Pitts gives up the two-run shot to Ivers, and then all of a sudden you look up, you've got a hitter of 375 and Fincham <laughs> second on the team. You cannot relax right here because number nine has the power as well. This team can beat you anyway. That pitch down below the knees. One and one. They can hit a home run. They can bunt and runs. Sacrifice. This team has got many ways, the Lions I'm talking about, to beat you. One and one to count. A lot different than the last two years. Yeah, exactly right. 21 home runs so far. That pitch swung on, lined into right center field by Fincham. It's going to go all the way to the fence. Trying to cut it off is Wagner. And going into second with another double is Casey Fincham. What did I tell you, Dave? You cannot relax with number nine, Casey Fincham, in the box. That's her seventh double. It was standing up. It was a ball hit to the right center field. And she's at second. And now Franklin's going to call time and go talk to Pitts. The assistant coach, Bostic, will join her in the circle. A couple so, young ladies are out there picking up the home run ball behind Ivers. They had to go deep down the hill over the scoreboard <laughs> to find that one and look at them running across, bringing that home. That thing by Ivers was a shot right off the bat, and it barely got maybe 20 feet above ground level. I thought it was going to hit the scoreboard square in the middle. All of a sudden, it goes right above it on a 2-0 pitch. Yep. May have to start putting some screen up there in front of the, the scoreboard. But Ivers right now, you can tell she's on the ball. She took that outside pitch and went with it. Yes, she did. And then Fincham comes back with a stand-up double and gives McDonald an opportunity. McDonald 262, two down here in the inning. Fincham is at second base. And the pitch to the number nine hitter down low. Good stop by Bostic. We talked about Pitts once it keeps it low in the zone, but I guess a couple pitches she's just left up with Fincham and Ivers right there. Even Courtney Keller with hers down the left field line to get this whole thing started. Three hits here in the inning for the Lions. 
The 1-0 pitch to McDonald. Bloop down the right field line, but coming in is Wagner and has it near the foul line for the third out of the inning. But in the inning for the Lions, they pick up two runs in the inning on three base hits, no errors, and the Lions leave one on base. As we head to the third inning of play, it's the Mount 2 and... Franklin, nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. At Mount St. Joseph, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, off the two-run homer by B. Ivers behind the plate, the Lions... Now lead at 2-0, heading into the third inning of play. Casey Kemp in the ball game, 30 pitches, surprisingly 21 strikes. I thought she was struggling a little more than that, but she's got 21 strikes on 30 pitches. Leading it off will be Shelby Crockett, and she fouls that one back against the netting. 0-1 the count. Kemp will face 9-1-2 for this Grizzlies lineup here in the third inning. Now pitching with a 2-0 lead. 0-1 the count to Crockett. Well, you talk about games yesterday. 0-1, that pitch outside, 1-1. One one. That San Diego State FAU basketball game, the first one of the semifinals was one whale of a ball game. Yeah, it was. We were texting back and forth. That was a great finish on a buzzer beater to send San Diego State yep. to the finals tomorrow night. I think that's great. 1-1, one one, swung on and missed. Did you hear what the coach said? He goes, I didn't call a timeout because I ran out of plays. I was just hoping one of my guys bailed me out, and sure enough, he did. Amazing, a basketball coach saying I ran out of plays. Just go with it. <laughs> one and two the count. To the leadoff hitter here in the top of the third. The pitch just off the outside corner. And the count two and two. Well, you know what? When you got a team of basically all juniors and seniors like San Diego State is, let and as well-coached as they are, mm-hmm. just go with it. That's exactly right. It worked out for him. Yep. Two and two the count. Pitch swung on and missed. That's another pitch inside, Chris, that has tied up a Franklin batter, and they've struck out on it. Yeah, and that'll be Casey Kemp's third strikeout of the afternoon. Two-nothing your score here. We told you about the Rose Holman Mount baseball game over in Terre Haute. In 10 innings, Rose won at 10 to 8, came back from an 8 to 1 deficit. Boy, a tough loss for the Lions being up that high. One out pitch, swung on and missed to the leadoff hitter, Sidney Rodiger. Rodiger, the center fielder, struck out looking her first time up. Kemp doing a good job of getting ahead of hitters. She did so in the second inning, and now she's starting it off here in the third. Rodiger backs out of the batter's box, now steps back in. Kemp peers at her wristband and the 0-1 down low. 1-1. One one. one ball, one strike. Ivers' two-run shot was the 21st 
of the year for the Lions. They're ranked top ten in the country in home runs. And the 1-1 pitch swung on and grounded wide of third and into left field for a base hit. Rodiger gets her first base hit of the afternoon. It goes through the left side of the infield. And Franklin's going to have a base runner here in the top half of the third with one out, down two to nothing. That's the fourth hit of the ballgame for Franklin. The Lions have three. And it brings up to the plate Ariana Wagner, the sophomore. Boy, has she got a year going and a promising career heading her way. Made a nice catch in right field to yep. retire McDonald at the end of the inning. Right-handed batter, runner at first, swung on and missed. If you're Kemp, you've got to be careful. Wagner, four home runs, 18 RBIs, dangerous hitter in the box for the Grizz. She missed that pitch, swung and missed, and then screamed at herself. Had her pitch and missed it. Owen won the count. Kemp delivers high and outside. That looked like a pitch out. They may have thought that Rodiger had something going at first. Rodiger, seven for seven on stolen bases this year. As you mentioned, Dave, it was... It looked like a cold pitch out. Got Ivers up out of the crouch pretty quick to be able to make a throw, but Rodiger decided to stay at first. Kemp, the 1-1, no wind whatsoever right now. That pitch high and outside again, and the count 2-1. and one. Wagner, a sophomore from Indianapolis, Indiana, Warren Central High School. As we mentioned, she's playing right field today for Franklin. Right-handed batter holds the bat right down on the knob. Two and one, Kemp into the motion. The pitch swung on and missed. Blew that one by her also, and now the count evens two and two. Wagner took a look down the first base dugout where Franklin was. She took two big cuts so far on the two strikes. Lions leading at two nothing here in the third. Off the home run by B. Ivers. Two and two the count, one down, pitch high. And just what you did not want to have happen if you're Casey Kemp, you've got a full count to the best hitter in the lineup for Franklin Wagner. Bostic is on deck, the catcher for Franklin. She takes off the shin guards. Into the wind is Kemp. One down, pitch to the plate. Check swing, did she go too far? They're not even going to appeal, I don't think. I thought it was worth the appeal, I but they so do not. And that's going to be a walk to Wagner. I don't think anybody even asked him to appeal. I do not see it at all. Boy, that looked like she went too far, Chris, but that's the first walk of the ball game given up. And now runners at first and second, one down. And it brings up Bostic, who singled her first time up to left field. One out in the inning. Runners at first and second. Pitch, strike at the knees. Bostic with eight RBIs on the year, 23 hits. They've got Speed and Rodiger at second. Wagner is at first after the walk. Owen won the count. Fincham even with the bag at third. And the one. Strike at the knees again. Owen two. Rodiger is getting a huge jump off of second base. Now Kemp up 0-2 on Bostic. Munez is on deck for the Grizz. Number 20, first baseman. Bostic hitting 355 on the year. One for one today. One down in the inning, runners at first and second. And the 0-2 pitch just off the outside corner. Boy, I like that placement, Chris. Yeah, it is, and that's coming with some velocity along with it, and that's good placement. 
Ivers tried to get that call, but unable to. One-two count now to Bostic with one out. That's one of those, you don't have an argument if it was called strike, and you don't really have an argument if it was a ball. One and two, pitch to the plate, fouled back up against the screen. Count remains, one and two. Bostic's a senior from Aurora, Indiana, Rising Sun High School. As you mentioned, she's a four-year player for the Grizz, well-known around the conference. Still one and two the count. Wind blowing out from right to left now. It's been swirling all afternoon, about 50 degrees here. The one-two pitch to the plate, swung on fly ball into Allie Lang. She leaps up, has it, and gets it back into the infield. The runners have to retreat. There's two down. Nice play by Allie Lang. That ball was hit on the screws by Bostic, and Lang jumps up in left field, makes a fantastic play. Rodiger got, or sorry, yeah, Rodiger at second got off the bag as she thought that might have got over Lang's head and unable to uh, tag up from second, and we hold the runners at first and second with now two outs. Genesis Munoz now two down. Runners still at second and Rodiger at first and Wagner. Munoz singled her last time up right past the left ear of Casey Kemp. She's one for one, and that pitch high. Rodiger is halfway to third almost. She's two or three steps in front of Cornelius at short on every pitch. Well, you could almost come up and just fire it to Cornelius. Just to kind of keep her honest yeah, a little exactly. bit. Want to know the count. Two nothing Lions lead it two down here in the third. Fly ball, right field. Coming in, Maddie Kennedy calls for it and has it just on the outfield grass to end the inning. But in the inning for Franklin, they get a couple of runners on, but they cannot bring them across. We head to the bottom of the third. It's still the Mount 2 and Franklin nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New Heights, right? That's why you're going to college in the first place. At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can go further than you ever thought possible. In fact, over 96% of our graduates over the past three years were employed or pursuing graduate studies within six months of graduation. Are you ready to climb higher? Begin your ascent at msj.edu. You're a Lions fan. Own it. And we are the radio home of Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports, UltimateSportsTalk.com. Football, basketball, wrestling, volleyball, softball, baseball. We are Cincinnati's sports website and also the home of the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night during the baseball season. We are the home of the Mount St. Joseph Lions, UltimateSportsTalk.com. It'll be the top of the order coming up for the Lions. They lead it 2-0 here in the bottom of the third. Allie Lang, Stevenson, and Cornelius. Lang, fantastic catch in left field in the top half of this inning as she'll lead it off for the Lions. Looking to increase this lead. 2-0 lead, bottom of the third. Lefty against lefty. Pitts throws that over at the knees for a strike. Lions, one. Lions faced Pitts last year. They beat her 4-1, had eight hits, zero strikeouts. Two hits for Alley, two hits for Cornelius against Pitts last year in a split up at Franklin. 0-1 the count. Lang watches that one drift outside for a ball, 1-1. One one. Reds are at home against Pittsburgh today. They've taken two of the first three. One and one the count. That pitch swung on a tap foul behind home plate. The count now goes to one and two. And just so we can claim even 
even Steven here, my guardians have taken two out of three from the Mariners so far. Late start this afternoon, probably four o'clock. Four o'clock this afternoon. Yep. They blanked the Mariners last night, two nothing. Game that lasted two hours and four minutes. The one and two outside, two and two. That seems to be the big conversation is if you can get it to the two and a half hour mark, it seems to be okay. If you get above that, everybody wants to question what happened with the pitch count. The question is, what are the Yankee-Boston games going to be like? <laughs> two and two the count. And the pitch swung on a tap foul behind home plate. Boy, did you see the Boston-Baltimore game yesterday probably didn't see it but did you hear about it i did not baltimore had the win in their hands the left fielder dropped the ball and adam duvall the very next hitter in the bottom of the ninth hit a two-run homer boston wins 9-8 duvall the former red and the two-strike pitch swung on the ground a wide of third coming in the shortstop bracket throws the first not in time lang beat it out easily that's what makes Allie lang so special right there she puts a ball in play Crockett got it deep into her glove, was unable to come out of there cleanly with it. With Lang's speed, she's on with a single for the Lions to lead off the bottom of the third. Nobody down brings up Kelsey Stevenson, and let's see the strategy here with one of the Lions' hottest hitters stepping up to the plate. Lang has now been on base 11 consecutive games for the Lions. Nobody down. Stevenson squares the bunt, bunts it out in front of the plate and she was still in the batter's box when it bounced up and hit her so it's a foul ball lions catch a break right there stevenson looking to put the sacrifice down to move lang to second it was a foul ball off her leg but she was still in the box so it goes down as a strike got a treat for you in between games we can keep chris here between games to listen to this he had never heard who's on first by Abbott and Costello. I don't know how you couldn't have ever heard that. Owen won the pitch. Swung on and tapped foul. Wide of first. It'll stay foul. Just right off the end of the bat. And the count now 0-2. We're going to play that in between games. Stevenson going to have to go to work here. Unable to get the bunt down. That time she fouled it down the first base side. Now 0-2. Pitch way ahead on Stevenson with laying it first. 0-2 the count. Nobody down. That pitch outside. Bostic came up ready to throw down to first base, but held on to it, one and two. Lang, two for two, stolen base attempts. Senior from Eminence, Indiana. Stevenson, right-handed batter. Cornelius is on deck. One and two. Pitch, swung on, fly ball out into center field. Moving to her right is Rodiger. Has it about medium depth for the first out of the inning, and heading back to first is Lang. Pitch with a nice pitch right there up in the zone. Gets Stevenson to pop out to the center fielder, Rodiger. Lang holds it first and one out in the this inning. Brings up Macy Cornelius. Macy Cornelius. Cornelius bounced a second her first time up. One down. Lang still at first. Lions are leading it. Two to nothing here in the bottom of the third. That pitch swung on, popped into foul territory. The first baseman over is Munoz and has it for the second out of the inning. Cornelius got jammed and couldn't do anything with that pitch, but foul out. Yeah, two big outs for Pitts. She gets Stevenson to fly out the center. She gets Cornelius on one pitch to fly out in foul territory down the first base bag. Now she's got to go against Keller with Lang at first. Keller doubled her last time up. 
came around on the home run from B. Ivers. 2-0 Lions lead it here in the bottom of the third. Keller right-handed hitter. Pitch to the plate. Swung on. Fly ball out into left field. Coming in as Klemper. And makes a basket catch to end the inning here in the third. In the inning, the Lions get no runs, one hit. No errors. They leave one on. We head to the fourth. It's still the Mount 2 and Franklin nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Changing lives is what great teachers do. Mount St. Joseph University's reading science program that uses highly effective research-based methods improved my students' lives and helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash read. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy. And now, I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside. Ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's. Experts you trust. Caring for the children you love. All well, right, back here at the softball complex on River Road in Cincinnati. Lions are leading it 2 nothing here as we head to the fourth inning of play. Franklin will bring up Wallace, Clumper, and Stewart. Middle part of the lineup will face the junior pitcher, Casey Kemp, as she puts her mask back on, finishes up the warm-ups, and Wallace is going to step in. Wallace is 0-for-1 on the afternoon. Right-handed hitter. Bounced into a fielder's choice. That one is tapped to third on one hop. Fincham has it, even with the bag and the throw across in time for the first out of the inning. One pitch, one out for Casey Kemp. That was a, as Dave mentioned, a high hopper right to Fincham. Easy play for the third baseman to fire it over to Gabbard at first for the first out. Kemp, 52 pitches so far. We're in the fourth inning of play. That almost obliterates what she had done against Denison in game one where she didn't have many pitches in that ball game. Of course, she retired the first three batters on one pitch each. One down, and it brings to the plate the only lefty, Klemper. And she bounces it right back to the mound. Kemp to first in time, two away. If you're Casey Kemp, you're not going to complain about that. That's two pitches, two outs, one to the third baseman, Fincham, one right back to Casey Kemp. And a throw over to Gabbard for two quick outs here in the top of the fourth. And if I'm Angie Bean, I tell Kaylee Stewart, I want you taking one pitch. <laughs> Stewart, 0 for 1 on the day. She has struck out right-handed batter, two down here in the inning on two pitches. And the pitch swung on. She didn't do it. Grounded a second. Stevenson to her left, flips to first in time on another bang-bang play here this afternoon. We've played through three and a half. It's still the Mount 2 and Franklin nothing. Take your game to new heights at Mount St. Joseph University with 23 athletic teams and cutting edge facility. We are the NCAA Division 3 University in Greater Cincinnati. Climb higher at www.msj.edu At Mount St. Joseph University, our mission is to provide students with an affordable, world-class education in a safe, comfortable, private school setting. Nearly 100% of our incoming undergraduate students receive scholarships, grants, or financial aid. And with small class sizes and a 98% undergraduate career placement rate, the Mount leads the way in educational value and student success. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. I'll talk about a contrast here. Kemp getting through the first three innings or four innings, I should say, a play. Kemp has thrown 54 pitches 
36 for strikes. Through three innings, Chris, Pitts has thrown 37 pitches, 26 for strikes. But she's down 2-0. Yeah, three pitches, three outs for Casey Kemp in the top half. You're never going to complain about that. Kemp was just in a hurry in that inning to get up to the plate. (laughs) Right-handed batter, Casey. Reached or had a sacrifice her first time up. And the pitch in tight. Kemp scooted out of the way of that pitch. One and another count. Casey Kemp, three hits on two scored runs with one RBI so far in her junior season. One and oh. Carrying in for the sign is Pitts. And the 1 0 pitch is down low. 2 0. You know, I had the opportunity to see Creed 3 the other day. How was it? Don't go. <laughs> it, it is not what you would anticipate. The storyline just looked like a rewrite of Rocky 3. 2 0 pitch. Swung on and tapped the third. It'll go foul before McLaren can grab it. And the count now 2 and 1. Yeah, it's just. One of those movies, Chris, where, by the, first of all, you know, one of the hallmarks of a Rocky movie is the training montage. Mm-hmm. There's a training montage in here, and it puts you to sleep. <laughs> we do have a final in game one in Lexington, Transylvania, with an 8 nothing win over Anderson. Two and one the count now. To Kemp, and that pitch down low. Three and one. Can't get the live stats to work on Hanover's website as they're hosting Manchester in a ball game. Camp up three and one in the count. Well, we'll have to give their SID and head coach a little trouble next time we see them. Spalding beat Rose home in three to one in game number one in that game in Louisville, Kentucky this afternoon. Three one strike hit the inside corner, and Kemp has gone full now on Pitts. Casey Kemp putting together a nice A-B, full count. Leadoff hitter with Kennedy on deck. Game two has not started in that doubleheader at Rose. And the pitch, down low, lost her, ball four. Nice job, Casey Kemp. Now a walk and a sacrifice today at the plate. She's saying, you're not going to be able to take me out of the lineup. As that'll bring up. The sophomore Madison Kennedy 0 for 1 this afternoon. Coach Goddard gives out the signs to Kemp at first, Coach Morris at first, and now Kennedy digs into the plate. Ivers is on deck. That second game of the baseball doubleheader should start in about 10 minutes. Squaring to bunt, and that is Kennedy, and she bunts it foul behind home plate. Kennedy bounced to third her first time up, but now she's up with runners in at first base and trying to attempt the sacrifice. Owen won the count. McLaren in real close from third and that pitch bunted away from home plate again and Kennedy down in the count 0-2. Yeah, that ball was going to be a ball in the left batter's box and Kennedy tried to bunt that. Now she's same situation as the first at-bat, 0-2 after two attempts to bunt. Coach Morris is going to call time, have a little pep talk with Maddie, and now she's going to have to go to work 0-2 with Casey Kemp standing on first after the walk. I know baseball is a little different than softball, but when you've got a hitter that is as hot as Kennedy has been, you almost hate to take the bat out of their hands by having them bunt because it can really throw you into a slump. 
Yeah, it's exactly. Those are tough conversations that you have, and I know Coach Goddard Coach Morris had those, and uh, it just depends on the certain situations. But here, if you're Maddie, uh, continue to battle right here. I know yep. you're down 0-2, but if you could find a way just to have a productive A-B. Runner at first base is Kemp. Nobody down in the inning 0-2 the count to Kennedy. And the lefty on righty pitch upstairs. Way to take that one. They try to get her to chase something upstairs on the outside corner. So now you battle back to 1-2. Just take it one pitch at a time. Find one and drive one. Gaps are wide open in left and right center. 1-2. and two. Pitts. Maddie's asking for time. Umpire didn't grant it. And that pitch swung on and missed on a pitch in the dirt. Strike three. Pitts gets K number two as she gets Kennedy swinging. I'm not sure why that timeout wasn't granted. Yeah, Pitts she, was not in the motion, Chris. No, he, Maddie put her hand up. He didn't even blink an eye on it, and Pitts was just sitting there on the rubber. Ivers, who hit a home runner first time, is up now with one down, runner at first base in Kemp. Boy, B, two homers, her last two ball games, both over the scoreboard. She could never have predicted that. <laughs> One down in the inning. The pitch, strike at the knees. That time they start her off with a changeup. B hitting 364. Now has four home runs and 11 RBIs on the year. As now Angie Bain's going to call time and be in the ear of the home plate umpire. She Not comes sure. back from deep in the dugout. Not sure what that was all about either. Kind of an awkward conversation, but anyhow, that happens, and Pitts is back on the rubber. On one, Pitts, lefty against righty, and the pitch in tight. Ivers held up on that one and one. Fincham on deck for the Lions. Mentioned the uh, two assistant coaches are on the buckets. Angie Bain was deep in the dugout. Now she comes and sits on her bucket right behind the two assistant coaches. One and one the count. One down in the inning, Kemp at first. Pitch to Ivers. Swung on and missed. Boy, she crossed her up on a changeup there, one and two. Big cut by Ivers. She has had the two-run home run that went over the scoreboard in right field for the Lions for a 2-0 lead. Casey Kemp is still on first for the Lions after the walk. Kennedy struck out for the lone out so far with Pitts, the left-handed pitcher for the Grizz. One and two. Grounded into left field. Gonna be for a base second. hit. Yeah, deep in the hole. It got past McLaren at third. Crockett's playing way back at short. She comes up with it, but Ivers singles, and now she's two for two on the day as Kemp moves up to second. Runners at first and second now. One down in the inning. It brings up Casey Fincham, who doubled the right. Now Angie Bain's going to come back out, have another word with the home plate umpire. What could she be discussing? She's... Mentioning that the batter's box is out, the line is out on the first of the batter's box, and she's mentioning that they're actually out of the batter's box. So keep a close eye on that as Jay Thatcher is going to come in to run for Ivers. So that'll put Kemp at second and Thatcher at first. This is a lengthy conversation here in I know the Ch bottom of the fourth. Chuck Murray will always tell you that you may not be trying to win the argument, but you plant the seed in the umpire's mind, and that's... Probably right now what Angie Bain is doing. One down in the inning. Lions have runners at first and second. Casey Fincham will step in. as Now, as you said, Thatcher is at first base to run for Fincham. Jay or, excuse me, for Ivers. Has scored four runs. 
for the Lions. Always comes in and is an attempt to run for several of the hitters as Bostic had a conversation with Pitts and Munoz at first. And now after the lengthy delay, the home plate umpire is going to put his sunglasses back on. As you mentioned, take full notes of everything that just happened. And now Pitts is going to have to fin- face Fincham, who has a double in her first at-bat. Lions 12-7 and seven on the baseball season, getting ready to play game number two of that doubleheader. And this one's going to be almost a must-win for the Lions this early. And the pitch down low. Nice stop by Bostic. Bostic is tough behind the plate. Umpire pointed up here and wanted to make sure that we got the runner at first. Well, it's a little late for that. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot about us up here. Yeah. All the notes and everything going on. A couple meetings in between the batters. Fincham 1-0, runners at first and second. The pitch, called strike over the inside part of the plate, 1-1. One one. Fincham hitting 375, seven doubles, one home run, 11 RBIs. 1-1 one one the count. Into the wind pits, and the pitch. Swung on and grounded into left field, a base hit. Coming in is the left fielder, Klemper, to get it in, and she planted her face in the turf as she was trying to throw that ball in and it went right to the shortstop Crockett. Nobody could score and now the bases are loaded with one down. Fincham puts good barrel on that one for a single out to the left fielder. Klemper, as you mentioned, looks like she slipped on the turf Yeah, and it barely made it back into the dirt, but Casey Kemp was held up at third. You got Thatcher at second and now Fincham at first. Only one out for McDonald. Two-nothing Lions here in the fourth. There is some activity in the bullpen on the first base side for Franklin. Emily McDonald, who flied to right her first time up. She's 0 for 1. But now she comes up with three ducks on a pond. And the pitch swung on and grounded wide of third. Beth Goddard tried to stab it with her left hand, but it bounced right off of that. Well, she's upset with herself. Casey Kemp gave her a little bit of <laughs> some trash talking right there. <laughs> It's one of those when you're the coach and you don't come up with the fielded ground ball, you're going to hear about it the next practice. No doubt. And Casey Kemp's one of the jokesters on the team, so she's definitely going to give you an earful. 0-1 the count. Pitch to the plate. Down low. One ball, one strike. McDonald held up on the swing. Left field and center field playing just about medium depth. Right field's probably four or five steps off the warning track in right field. Speed at second with Thatcher and Fincham at first with Kemp at third. They are playing McDonald to hit to right field. That pitch inside but called strike. And the count now one and two. If she hits it over the shortstop's head, Chris, she's going to run for days. Yeah, there's a huge gap in left center field. And the pitcher warming up is Kylie Cattle, number 24, down in the Grizz bullpen. One and two the count. Into the wind and the pitch outside. Two and two. Nice pitch from Pitts. Yeah, I love that location right there. Just trying to paint that outside corner, making the hitter think. Now McDonald, a 2-2 count. Base is loaded. Only one out. Bottom of the fourth. Two and two. Pitts spinning the ball against her hip. Into the wind. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on it. Grounded it short. Crockett's going to go to home. She got the runner there. And the bases will continue to be loaded, but now there is two outs on the fielder's choice. Nice job by Crockett on the high chopper. Decides to come home to get the force out, the second out of the inning. But McDonald gets to first on the fielder's choice. Fincham moves up to second. 
And Thatcher moves up to third. We're going to have a pinch hitter for Allie Lang, and it's going to be the senior, number 36, Sarah Cardos, in a big-time moment with bases loaded and two outs. Cardos this year is one for one. She's got a double on the season and just her only at-bat. I tell you right now, if Franklin does not fix this defense, they're not mentioning anything. They're still playing it as if Allie's up to plate. See if Coach Bain makes any changes. They've got center field a couple steps to the right of second base. A huge gap in left center field. And you would expect Cardos to see a lot of outside pitches with this defensive formation. Cardos, right-handed batter, stepping in for the Lions. Right hand, as we told you, right-handed batter stepping in and takes that pitch over below for a ball. She is out of Lexington, Kentucky. Lions have speed all over the bases right here. If Cardos can come up, the senior with a big hit. Ivers, the senior with a two-run shot. Now 36 and white with her opportunity. And the pitch swung on and grounded to the mound and into center field base hit. It's off the glove of the second baseman. Two runs are going to score. Here's the throw to the plate. Not in time. It's now 4 nothing mount on the base hit by Sarah Cardos. When you pull up Sarah Cardos' name, she's clutch. Last year in Florida, she came up big. In a game right here against the Grizz, she comes up, hits a ball up the middle. The second baseman, Wallace, was able to knock it down, but... We were able to score two runs as Fincham came around to score two runs. And now it's four to nothing. Lions, Sarah Cardo steps up big for the Lions, the senior from Lexington. And now she's out of the ball game, and Allie Lang will come back in. That dugout is excited for 36 and white in there. That is an awesome moment for Cardo's way to step up. Four nothing. Lions lead it now here in the bottom of the fourth. Two down. McDonald is at second, and now Lang is at first as she comes back into the ball game and stepping up to the plate Kelsey Stevenson she has struck out fly to center Stevenson right-handed batter against the lefty pits and the pitch swung on and lined to the left of the shortstop Crockett flips to second in time to get Lang and that'll do it here in the inning but in the inning for the Lions they pick up another two runs on three base hits they leave two on and no errors by Franklin. We head to the fifth. It's now the Mount Four and Franklin nothing. Odyssey now has hundreds of new exclusive music stations for you to discover your new summer soundtrack. Get moving with worthy workouts for a cardio sesh fueled by today's top artists. Hang in with your crew? Throw it back with picnic party for old school jams for your cookout. Or sail away with Odyssey's new yacht rock station, Jugger Yacht. For summer barbecues, road trips, or relaxing poolside. Hundreds of new exclusive stations, plus all your favorite local radio stations and podcasts. It's all on Odyssey. Do you want to grow as a leader? Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's degree in organizational leadership. Classes meet about one Saturday a month. Climb higher and become the leader you were meant to be. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash msol. Lions now leading it by a score of 4 to nothing. as we head to the top of the fifth Lions inning. Four-nothing. And Casey Kemp out there for another inning of work. Two seniors step up for the Lions. B with the two-run shot. Cardos with the two-RBI single and a pinch hit opportunity. Four-nothing Lions. McLaren grounded into a double play her first time up. 0 for 1. Then comes Crockett in the top of the order. Rodiger in that pitch. High and outside. 
One or no the count. Lions have put together seven hits on the afternoon. Franklin with four. One or no the count here in the fifth. Bright sunshine now swung on. High chopper to Fincham, even with the bag. Throw across and plenty of time for the first out. Easy play for Fincham at third. Caught it on the high chopper. Fires it over to Gabbert for the first out. Got an opportunity here. Greg Mitchell, our producer of Ultimate Sports Talk, is on the road heading to Virginia to his mother-in-law's for vacation this week. I wish him good luck. <laughs> and be careful on the road. <laughs> and that pitch, a strike at the knees. Rocket, the nine-hole hitter, and then Rodiger, the leadoff on deck. Crockett, 0 for 1. One down here in the inning. Lions leading at 4 nothing, And the pitch in tight. 1-1. One and one. Franklin, one of these teams, Chris, that they're trying to figure out if they are a contender or a pretender. Yeah, last year they went one and two in the conference tournament. Back-to-back -back years they've went one and two. One-one, swung on, popped up on the infield. Gabbard calling for it, and she has it in foul territory, almost in the baseline, <laughs> and there are two down. Yeah, Crockett had to run around her as Gabbard gets it in foul territory, and now that's two quick outs for Casey Kemp. Brings up Rodiger. Rodiger is single to left, struck out in the ball game. Franklin, Lions. sorry Dave, go ahead. Lions up 4-0. Franklin last won the HCAC tournament back in 2017. Went 1-2 at the regional tournament. That was the 60th pitch of the ball game by Casey Kemp. She's thrown 40 strikes. So two-thirds have been strikes for her. Owen won the count. <laughs> Fincham just walked over to Cornelius at short and said something. They both started grinning ear to ear. All in one. And the pitch to the plate. Strike at the belt. All in two. Rodiger just put her head down and took a few steps out of the box. Wagner's on deck, and I would think the Lions would rather face her leading off the inning than with somebody on in this inning. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. We're in the fifth. All in two, two down. Wind blowing in, now out towards left on the center field flag. And that pitch swung on and blooped into right field. Coming in, Kennedy can't get it. Almost threw it to first base, but held on to it. That's going to be a base hit for Rodiger, her second of the ball game. This time to right field. Two down, runner at first, and it brings up Wagner. Wouldn't be surprised here to see right Wagner take big cuts right here, try to cut this lead in half. Rodiger is 7-for-7 seven seven on stolen bases, but I would assume they're going to give Wagner a chance here. Wagner is walked and grounded to second. Two down in the inning, Lions leading at 4-0. And the pitch to the plate, swung on and missed. Wagner stares down, Casey Kemp after that pitch, doesn't move out of the batter's box as she's ready to go. Kemp went right at her. Owen won the count. Casey again twirling that ball against her right hip. Rocks into the motion, the 0-1 outside. Count now 1-1. One and one. Boy, it's turning out to be a gorgeous day here today. It is, and it's a packed house. They got people up on the hill, down the first base side, down the third base side. 
Fantastic crowd for both Franklin and the Mount here on a Sunday afternoon. 52 degrees right now, but not a lot of clouds in sight. That's outside, 2-1. and one. Completely Start. different weather than what we had over the last 48 hours. It was a mess. Oh, it was a mess. Should see some videos of the team trying to pull the tarp yesterday with all <laughs> the wind. Kids were flying everywhere. The tarp was going all over the place. 2-1 and one the count, but it's in great condition today. 2-1. and one. Pitch to the plate. Strike at the letters. Two and two. Good pitch by Casey Kemp upstairs to Wagner. 2-2 count with two outs. Rodiger at first after the single to right field. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Runner at first, Rodiger. And the pitch swung on fly ball. Left field. Lang. Moves to her left underneath it, glasses down, and that'll do it as she grabs it for the third out of the inning. So Casey Kemp gets out of the inning, no runs, one hit, and they leave one on. We go to the bottom of the fifth. It's still the Mount Four, and Franklin nothing. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt, and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figuerella, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. For nothing here at the complex on River Road in Cincinnati, Lions leading. And in Terre Haute at Rose Holman, they have started that game. It's on the, in the bottom of the first. No score. Ethan Mason dealing for the Lions in game number two. Lions have dropped the first two games of that doubleheader. Eight to five yesterday, ten to eight in this one. That pitch outside and low. To the leadoff hitter for the Lions, Macy Cornelius, 1-0. Cornelius needs to get going. 0 for 6 in her last 6 ABs. The number one shortstop needs to find a way on here for the Lions. 1-0 the count. Pitch to the plate. Strike. Took it all the way. 1-1 now. Cornelius, a 3-11 batting average with 19 hits, 3 doubles, 1 home run, 8 RBIs. Keller is on deck for the Lions. 4-0 your score, Lions, in the bottom of the fifth. 1-1 pitch, hung upstairs. Cornelius again taking all the way, the right-handed hitter. 2-1 the count. Cornelius, since the day she walked onto campus, grabbed hold of that shortstop job and has not relinquished it. 2-1 pitch to the plate, swung on, lined up the gap in left center. That's going to go all the way to the wall and bounce off the fence. Clemper's over to get it in, but it won't be in time as Cornelius goes into second with a stand-up double. That'll be her fourth double of the year, and as we were mentioning, big-time hit for Cornelius into the gap of left center field. Stand-up double, and guess what, Franklin? You're going to have to face Courtney again with a runner on. That is the fourth double of the day for the Lions, along with a home run. 
And overall on the ball game, that is their ninth hit. Check out their eighth hit. Four nothing. They lead it. Cornelius at second, and it brings to the plate Courtney Keller. That pitch is lined down the left field line, and it'll go all the way to the fence, right inside the line. Plumper having a tough time getting it in, but coming home to score on the RBI double is Cornelius. The Lions lead it now five to nothing on back-to-back doubles. If you're going to continue to pitch to her, she's going to continue to do that. That's two doubles for Keller. That's an RBI as Cornelius comes from second to home. It is now five to nothing on back-to-back doubles for the Lions here in the bottom of the fifth. Keller now with 16 RBIs on the year as Angie Bain goes out to the circle to talk to her pitcher. That'll be her fifth double of the year, two this afternoon, both down the left field line. You know, a couple of years ago when we were down at Transylvania doing the tournament, remember Angie Bain came up and was talking to us for a little bit. She's a pleasant individual. Yeah, former coach at Butler, played her college ball at Valparaiso, and as you mentioned, year number three here for Franklin. Franklin preseason number four. Uh, they coming in today 15-5 and five with a lot of confidence. They did split with Hope on Thursday down in Mi- or up in Michigan. So uh, Lions doing a fantastic job of offense and Casey Kemp throwing well so far, and she'll find herself at the plate. Kemp sacrificed and walked, takes that pitch upstairs for a ball, 1-0. The hot bat of Keller, though, is a story over the last probably two and a half weeks since the Florida trip. She has just completely went off. Keller, two hits today, both doubles and an RBI standing at second and the 1-0 pitch swung on and lined right at the first base but Munoz dove to her right and grabbed it for the first out. Nice play by Munoz the first baseman to shot off of Casey Kemp's bat be the first out of the inning. Brings up Maddie Kennedy. Now Maddie in her first two at bats whether she's been confused or asked to do it has tried to bunt on the first two strikes so let's see what she does here with a runner at second and one down. Lions leading at 5-0. That pitch didn't show any signs of bunting, took it inside. Yeah, this time Maddie's going to look to be a little bit more comfortable in her third at bat today. 20 hits on the year, a 4.08 batting average. Led the Lions coming into today. 1-0 the count to the Lions right fielder. On deck B. Ivers. Pits into the motion, and the pitch caught the outside corner. Good pitch. Won't one and one now the count. That's a good take by uh, Kennedy right there, though. Not much you could do on that pitch. Give credit to Pitts on the strike. <laughs> one ball, one strike. Outfield playing her to hit to right field, Chris. That gap in left center is wide. That pitch swung on and tapped foul behind home plate. Kennedy with a big cut right there. One and two. Coach Gowder was going to come down and have a conversation with Maddie or actually the home plate umpire. Well, oh, I think the home plate umpire might have taken that off the mask, Greg Drock. And Beth just coming down to give him a little time to recuperate. One and two. Pitts staring in. And the two strike pitch outside. Maddie laid off that pitch, and the count now is two and two. Maddie, the sophomore, Erlinger, Kentucky, Lloyd Memorial High School, holds the all-time home run record at the high school. Two and two the count. One down here in the inning. Runner at second is Keller. 
And the pitch. Swung on and tapped foul into the on-deck circle that B. Ivers shows her soccer skills and knocks it down with her feet. B looks into the dugout saying something to somebody. Look. <laughs> you know, if, if B was a soccer player, you'd think she'd be the goalie. Exactly right. <laughs> you don't get to wear the equipment, though, in that sport. <laughs> Two and two to Kennedy. Pitch swung on fly ball. Center field going deep. It's gone. That again. Maddie Kennedy says, give me a third time around and I'm going to have a two-run shot for the Lions deep to center field. The Lions now lead it seven to nothing as Keller comes home. Kennedy comes home. She's going to say hit the gritty home plate. Seven nothing Lions lead. Fourth home run of the year by Casey Kennedy and her ninth RBIs of the season. And we're going to have a pitching change here for Franklin. It's 7-0 here in the bottom of the fifth inning. And the Lions have chased Pitts out of the ballgame. We'll be back to tell you about the new pitcher after these timeouts. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said you are the picture of health? You look healthy, you feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus, screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Kylie Cadle is going to be the new pitcher for Franklin, taking over with one out here in the inning, and the Lions up 7 nothing in the bottom of the fifth inning. Cadle is a freshman, 5'10", from Lebanon High School in Whitestown, Indiana. This is going to be her third appearance of the year. She's got a 1-0 record with a 1.50 ERA. She's only thrown four and two-thirds innings, giving up six hits, one run. That was earned and struck out three and has not walked any. She's given up a double so far out of those six hits that she has given up. And the pitching change came after the two-run bomb to center field from Kennedy, her fourth of the season. Fifteen home runs for the Lions within the last five games here at home. Pitts in the ball game ended up with four and a third innings of work, 75 pitches, gave up ten hits, seven runs, all earned on the ball game, and that pitch is inside but called strike for Cato. Lions are just now one run away from a Run rule here in the bottom of the fifth. Seven-nothing lead. They've put a three-spot up here in the bottom of the fifth. Ivers two for two, home run and a single. Scored twice. And the pitch, high and outside. And the count now goes to one and one. Fincham is on deck. By the way, Pitts struck out two, walked one in the 24 batters that she faced. Ivers. Up close to home plate, pitch, high and outside. 
Two and one the count. Lions are now up to ten hits on the ball game. One for Lang, one for Cardos. Keller with two, Cornelius, Kennedy, Ivers with two, and Fincham with two. Bases are empty. Two and one the count with one down here in the inning. And Cadles 2-1, swung on, fouled back here next to the screen. And the count remains, or moves now to two and two. Four doubles on the afternoon, one for Cornelius, two for Keller, one for Fincham. Two home runs, two, two home runs, uh, Ivers and Kennedy. And with the RBIs today, Cardos with two, Keller with one, Kennedy with two, and Ivers with two. Pitch, 2-2, two, two, swung on and grounded into center field, base hit. Ivers now three for three on the afternoon. Put together a nice afternoon, Elizabeth Ivers, three for three. Nice piece of hitting up the middle of the field into center field for a single. So the winning run is at first base. And B. Ivers is going to stay there. I don't think they're going to do any changes. They may do it when she gets to second base, if she gets there. But it'll bring up Casey Finch and then Emily McDonald. One down here in the inning. Fincham on the ball game is doubled to right center, singled to left center with a run scored. Pitch, swung on, fly ball, right center field coming over is Rodiger in front of the warning track to grab it for the second out. Going back to first is Ivers. Nice jump on the ball. Rodiger, the center fielder, went all the way over to right center to make the out. Second of the inning, Ivers stays at first. Center field. Brings up Emily McDonald. Emily McDonald. Well, which was more impressive? Ivers' home run over the scoreboard or Kennedy's to dead center field? Mm. I'll take both of them. I'm not going to pick either one. I'll just take both and we'll call it a 7 nothing lead and two two-run shots. But Ivers clearing the scoreboard is pretty impressive, but Kennedy jumped all over hers. That pitch high and outside for a ball. Both of those just keep trading back and forth between Kennedy, Ivers, and then you toss in Keller. They're just throwing it out there. One of the three of them have hit one in the last two weeks every game. Yep. Want to know the count. And the pitch, high and outside. Now, what did what did he call, Chris? He threw out his left hand in the middle of that pitch. Should have been an illegal pitch. Well, two and zero. Oh the count. Count remains at two and zero. Oh. And the pitch to McDonald upstairs. Fincham still at first base. 3-0 the count. Lang is on deck for the Lions. Now here we go again. What did he do? And the pitch. Ball four. Nope. Yeah, he's going to call a legal pitch again. Illegal. What? What is the call? Not sure. I would assume Coach Angie Bain is going to come out and get a... Uh, She's not going to come out and question it at all. He's called it twice now on the walk to McDonald's. She's not going to come out for an explanation at all. She must understand what he's talking about. But she never even mentioned anything to the pitcher. Okay, two down. Now Fincham, the, or Bot Ivers, excuse me, the winning run is at second base. And Lang squares the bunt, takes it over the outside corner for a strike. A lot of movement on the infield right now. Munoz, the first baseman's playing in. McLaren, the third baseman's playing in. Crockett's shallow, and so is Wallace. The outfield is Boy, they are really way shallow. In. 
just on the outfield grass. That pitch high and outside. One and one. Lang, this will be her third at bat. She is one for two. Now remember, Cardos hit for her in the fourth inning and came up with a two-run base hit that broke this game open for nothing. And Cato's pitch swung on and grounded to second. Coming up with it is Wallace, and we'll go to the sixth inning. Your score after five, it's the Mount 7, Franklin Nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure? To write code that cracks an unsolvable question? To further our exploration into space? Or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well, if that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realized them. Lions leading at 7-0 here at the Complex on River Road. I'm Dave Mitchell alongside Chris Morris. This just game one of the doubleheader. We'll have about a half an hour in between games and then game two. Got a score update from Hanover on game number one. Only in the top of the third inning, Manchester up one to nothing over Hanover. Interesting that they're not starting until later in the day. Hanover does not have lights. So they're going to run into that over the next couple hours. Baseball game going on in Terre Haute with the Mount and Rose. And the Mount right now in the bottom of the second leads at 3-1 to one in the ball game. Sanders and LeGault have each had RBI doubles in the contest. Leading it off is Sydney Bostic for Franklin. And she takes the first pitch for a strike. Owen won the count. Bostic has singled. Flied to left. One for two. Pitch swung on and missed on a pitch in the dirt. And the count now on two. Franklin does have five hits on the afternoon. No runs, one walk, three strikeouts for Casey Kemp. No balls, two strikes. Seven nothing. Mount leads it here in the sixth. Kemp looking for her sixth win of the year. Pitch swung on, pop, foul over near the first base bag. And Gabbard gives chase and has it. Right in front of the bullpen fence for the first out. Retires Bostic on a foul out down the first base side. Gabbert calls Stevenson off. Gathers it for the first out. First baseman. Brings up Genesis Munoz. She singled in the first inning. Fly to right in the third. Munoz the cleanup hitter. She's the sophomore. First baseman. Came in today batting 333. And the pitch to the plate, swung on, fly ball, left center field, going back McDonald in front of the warning track, has it on the run to her right, and then runs into Allie Lang and hangs on to the ball for the second out. McDonald is so special in center field. That ball was jumped off the bat of Munoz. I had thought I had a shot to get out of here, and McDonald makes a fantastic grab on the warning track for the second out. That wind died just previous to that pitch, that flag out in center field hanging limp now, and that ball was not wind-aided. Munoz gave it a ride before just the second out. And it brings up Molly Wallace. 
Wallace grounds it wide of third and foul. Continue to say it. Casey Kemp continues to be good for the Lions. A 1.47 ERA. She's one of the top three pitchers on the ERA on the conference play here in game no, or in day number one of conference play. 16 games total for everybody. Their regular season champion will host the six-team double elimination. Two down, 0-1 the count. Swung on fly ball, and that's going to drop in front of McDonald in left center field for the base hit by Wallace. That'll be Wallace's first base hit on the afternoon and the sixth base hit for the Grizz. So they're two-way, one-on, and it brings up Annie Klemper. Klemper has singled, then he raised on a double play and bounced right back to the mound. She's the only lefty hitter in the lineup today for Angie Baines Grizz. Two down in the inning. We're in the top of the sixth. And the pitch swung on, pop foul. Well, it's going to stay in fair territory, but Allie Lang is going to come in and grab it near the foul line. And that is the third out of the inning. In the inning for Franklin, no runs again. They do pick up one hit and leave one on. We go to the bottom of the sixth. Lions need a run to end it. It's 7-0 Mount. Odyssey now has hundreds of new exclusive music stations for you to discover your new summer soundtrack. Get moving with worthy workouts for a cardio sesh fueled by today's top artists. Hanging with your crew? Throw it back with picnic party for old school jams for your cookout. Or sail away with Odyssey's new yacht rock station, Jugger Yacht. For summer barbecues, road trips, or relaxing poolside. Hundreds of new exclusive stations, plus all your favorite local radio stations and podcasts. It's all on Odyssey. Well, the Lions in baseball are going for at least one game out of three against Rose Holman. They lost yesterday's single game 8-5. to five. They lost the first game here today of the Twin Bill, 10-8 in 10 innings when Bus Boom hit a two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth. And right now, Ethan Mason is toiling for the Lions in their ball game against Rose Holman. They're in the bottom of the second one down, and the Lions lead that one three to one. Lions lead it here in softball action, seven to nothing, and leading it off will be Kelsey Stevenson. Stevenson, right-handed batter, high and outside to her, takes it all the way. She has struck out, flied to center, bounced into a fielder's choice. Lions would like to get the winning run on base. 1-0 the count to Stevenson, then Cornelius and Keller. That pitch upstairs, and the count now goes to 2-0. Lions with 11 hits for 7 runs on the afternoon. Another offensive explosion here at home. Two balls, one strike. Check that, two balls, no strikes, I'm sorry. And that pitch is high and outside, 3-0. and through the Lions here, be patient. She's not throwing a lot of strikes, just looking to get base runners on. As Dave mentioned, just need a run for the run rule to go in effect here in the bottom of the six. 3-0 the count. And the pitch to Stevenson, hung upstairs, ball four. And Bostic immediately calls time and wants to go to the mound. It'll be the third walk of the afternoon for the Lions. And that'll bring up Cornelius. Winning run is at first base. They're going to... Stick with Cornel with Stevenson at first. No pinch runner. Cadle, the pitcher, 
trying to get through this inning. And Coach Goddard is going to call in and call time. Well, are we going to have a pinch runner? Looks like we're going to. I'm trying to look in there to see who it will be. It's going to be Casey Bramble, number six, coming in to run for Stevenson after the walk. All right, so Bramble out on first base and Stevenson leaves after leading off the inning with a walk. Brings up Cornelius. Now it'll be interesting to see what the Lions do here. You would fully expect a bunt. Cornelius, one sacrifice on the year. Home plate umpire continues to make his notes. He's not going to give us a look up here. Now we're supposed to know what's happening. Good thing we got you beside us. Yeah, look at my score sheet and how screwed <laughs> up it is. Seven nothing the score. Runner at first. Here's the pitch upstairs. Cornelius didn't show a sign of bunting there. Yeah, no indication. Maybe she was just taken there. It's hard to find the strike zone right now. One or no the count to Macy. Courtney Keller is on deck. And the 1-0 upstairs again. 2-0. Lions have the take sign on right now. Dug out on the third base side, bringing a lot of energy. Two and zero, the count. Into the wind and the pitch. Strike hit the inside corner. Macy was taking all the way. Two and one. Now you may see some activity. Two balls, one strike. Bramble at first. Pinch running for Stevenson, who walked. 2-1 pitch. There they bunt, and they bunted it foul behind home plate. 2-2. Two two. Thought there might be something going on because first base coach Dee Morris leaned in to talk to Bramble there at the bag. Normally that doesn't happen. Now 2-2 two, two count to Cornelius after the bunt attempt. 2-2. Two two, 7 nothing. your score. Nobody down. Runner at first, Bramble. And the pitch swung on and grounded to second. Easy grounder, flipped to short for one to second, return throw to first. Not in time, but Brambles erased at the bag at second. One down, fielder's choice, and Cornelius is on at first. Lions still have the game-winning run on first in Cornelius, and that'll bring up Courtney Keller, the freshman from Ron Colley High School. She gaps anything, Cornelius will be able to score. Keller has got two doubles today. One to left, one to left center. And one RBI, looking for two RBIs. Wind has died down now in center field. Bright sunshine, the one-out pitch, high and outside. Keller coming in, 294 batting average, 17 hits, 7 home runs, 16 RBIs after the RBI in game number one here. And the pitch swung on and fouled down the right field line out of play. Count now one and one. Winning run is at first base. That's Cornelius. Keller, one and one the count. Wind in the pitch. Down low. Nice take by Courtney. Two and one. You would think Keller will be the game two starter. Manchester now owns a three to nothing lead over Hanover in the bottom of the third. 
Two and one. Pitch to Keller. Is down low. There goes the runner. Throw down to second base. Not in time. Cornelius in with a head first slide and a stolen base. Now the game winner is at second. And the count three and one to Keller. Cornelius is third stolen base of the year. She goes in diving head first. Chris, if I'm the coach, I just put Keller on now. Her, her run means nothing, and first base is open. It keeps the double play in order. 3-1, high and outside, ball four. They walked her. So now she's at first base, and Angie Bain comes to the plate again, and we may have another pitching change. That is a walk to Keller. She is on at first, and I think that's what we're going to have is a pitching change, and we will, and the new pitcher will be Hadley Furman. When we come back, we'll tell you about Furman and the pitching change after this. Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New Heights, right? That's why you're going to college in the first place. At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can go further than you ever thought possible. In fact, over 96% of our graduates over the past three years were employed or pursuing graduate studies within six months of graduation. Are you ready to climb higher? Begin your ascent at msj.edu. Hadley Furman is the new pitcher for... Franklin Furman, a freshman, another one, 5'6". She's from Dubois, Indiana, Northeast Dubois High School. And her stats on the season coming in in relief. She has been in two games, so this will be her third. She did make one start. She's 2-0 on the year. A 2.47 ERA for the freshman righty. In five and two-thirds innings of pitching, she has given up five hits, three runs, Two of them earned. She has struck out seven and walked one. She's the righty, and realistically, we thought she would start game two, but now she's in in game one. Yeah, Lions have seen three of four starters, or three of four pitchers from Franklin. The only one that they haven't seen is Stephanie Kleber, who is probably set to start game two, but you've seen the rest of them out of the bullpen for Franklin. Casey Kemp comes in with Cornelius at second, the game-winning run. Kemp now with the wind blowing out towards left field. And the pitch to the plate. Low and in tight. Runner at second is Cornelius. There's one down on the inning. 1-0 the count to Kemp. Pitch. Swung on the ground right back to the mound. They're going to throw to third. Not in time. It's going to get by the third baseman. Coming home to score with a winning run for the Lions is Cornelius. And that'll end the ball game. Boy, that's an interesting decision there, Chris, for the pitcher to throw the ball, Furman, to third base. Yeah, she just got confused for a second. She looked at first. Then she turned back to third threw it away down the left field line. Cornelius slid into third, popped back up, jogged into home plate. The Lions walk it off. Eight to nothing win and six as the Lions will go down to the left field side and Franklin will meet in the right field box. And ironically, Chris, that is probably going to be the first error of the ball game against Franklin in this one. Yeah, you're exactly right. That was a well-played defensive game between both teams. That'll be the lone error, but the Lions do what they need to do right there with an eight nothing and six inning win to get game number one. 
Their record now goes to 12 and 7. They are now 1 and 0 in conference play and 4 and 1 here at home. While Franklin drops to 15 and 6 on the season, they are 2 and 5 on the road here this year. We'll be back to wrap things up in game 1 and give Chris a treat right after these timeouts. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. Well, your final line score here this afternoon for the Lions, eight runs on 11 hits, no errors. They left six on base. And for Franklin, no runs on six hits, one error in the ball game, And they gave up, had six left on base also. So the Lions win it here this afternoon in a run rule game, eight to nothing. They've done what they had to do in this game, Chris, thanks to a pair of home runs by Maddie Kennedy. B. Ivers. They also had several doubles in the ball game, but they did what they had to do. They've won the first game. Now let's get two. Yeah, exactly. You have to stay focused. They had a quick meeting out in left field. As you mentioned, uh, two home runs, one from Kennedy, one from Ivers. Both were two-run shots, and we had four doubles in game number one. Cornelius with one. Courtney Keller had two. Fincham had one. And uh, Sarah Cardos, big-time pinch hit, middle part of the uh, fourth inning right there. Ivers with a two-run shot in the second, and then they piled on three, and then the one right there in the sixth. So offensively, fantastic for the Lions, but you got to talk about Casey Kemp a little bit, Dave. Yeah, Casey Kemp just outstanding here today again. Six innings of pitching. She made 74 pitches, six hits, did not give up any runs, struck out three, walked one in the ball game. Chris, she is now on the year has won six games on the year. She's now 6-3, and three, and her ERA is going to go down from 1.47 to probably somewhere near around 1.3. She continues to give the Lions great outings, and the big storyline in this one today was only one walk. The defense made some fantastic plays behind her. Allie Lang in left, McDonald in center, Kelsey made some good plays at second. Cornelius turned a double play by herself in a big-time play early in the game. Rachel made several plays in foul territory down the first base side. So good team effort all the way around. As you mentioned, though, you got to stay locked in. Game number two in about 30 minutes. You know, the pitches and strikes, Kemp, 74 pitches, 52 strikes. She also had seven flyouts, seven ground outs in the ball game, And she was just, again, outstanding. She had to feel her way through, although she went one, two, three in the first inning. Didn't look like she had her best stuff. But the longer she goes, the better she got. And you got to the middle part of the game, and she got out of the inning off three pitches for three outs. I mean, that's a gift to a pitcher with the lead. Uh, and, again, Casey Kemp throws well again. And uh, as you mentioned, Courtney Keller will get the start here in game number two for the Lions. Stephanie Kleber 
uh, will get a start in game number two for Franklin and what will be another battle for the Lions. Any scores that you have available as of right now? The only thing I have available is Transy defeated Anderson in game number one. Manchester is up three to nothing in the fourth at Hanover. Uh, that's the only thing I've got as of yet. Game number two in Transylvania just kicking off. It's a 0-0 score in the top of the second. And when we come back, we will take a look at what's going on in the baseball game and bring you a very special treat. We'll do that after these timeouts.